0: All right, it's Wednesday, another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist here at 47ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik. Thanks again for listening this week or downloading. And I'm here this week with meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. Ulysses, uh, hello.
1: Hey. Hey, Rich.
0: How you doing, man? I'm doing great.
1: I'm doing great, you know. Just, uh, you know, uh, been here all Thanksgiving, so, you know. (laughs) We appreciate it. you were holding down the
0: fort (laughs) here at uh, 47ABC uh, during the uh, forecast here, uh, which was a mild entrance into Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving itself during the day was great here across Delmarva. So um, it was a quiet day here at the station, wasn't it?
1: No, yeah. I think uh, the weekend was kind of like half and half because I think, you know, Thursday and Saturday were really the nice days. Friday and Sunday were kind of the days we dealt with the rain. I mean, definitely Sunday was definitely the messiest of them all. But,
0: right. Uh, and I don't know, um, you know, we talked about this before the holiday um, you know, people are kind of split on whether that Friday is a big shopping day, Black Friday. Um, I'm not a big shopper, so it didn't bother me that it was a little rainy on Friday because unless the deal is specific for me, I, I really don't care. You can get a deal on something throughout the year if you're, you know, yeah. smart about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, think but, <laughs> from,
1: I know for me, like, I used, to, I used to do the whole thing, like, going on Thursdays and on Friday, but now, yeah. not, not so much now. So it's like, well, they've
0: changed it a little bit, too. I noticed yeah. a lot of the retail outlets, uh, you know, they let the workers stay home. You know, for Thanksgiving and they'll open early for Friday. Black Friday, but not to the point where they were opening Thursday evening essentially, which I saw a lot of retail trends going to before they finally switch back over to just saying, Yeah, we're gonna stay closed on Thanksgiving. So good to see that. Yeah, I no, guess. yeah.
1: Luckily,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and I know a lot of people are um, not too happy about the fact that it rained a little bit Friday. Thankfully though, for Thanksgiving it ended up being a dry day. It rained a bit Friday, and then we dealt with the second half of the weekend, which was that quick moving storm system. Decent amount of rain, I guess, yeah. in a short period of time. It even had some lightning. I saw that in the radar picture a few times, uh, a few strikes across the area with the, the area low pressure when it moved across Delmarva.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. I know, like, uh, the rainfall totals were, um, you know, overall between the two systems, you know, there was, a, there was some spots that got over well over an inch of rain when you calculate both the Friday and the Sunday part. But definitely the Sunday storm definitely brought more rain across the area. Uh, you know, definitely central Delmarva, so pretty much, uh, you know, Princess Anne really topped out the list over an inch. Cambridge, Ocean City getting close to an inch. Salisbury, almost three-quarters of an inch of rain. So, you know, definitely Dorchester, Wicomico, uh, Worcester, and Somerset. Those areas really are the ones that got the most rain. And, you know, the I know I was following the radar, especially in the early afternoon and even into the late afternoon. And definitely that rain really just was over those same four counties. You know, that's really the... That was the bullseye of the rain. Like you said, there were some rumble thunder and there were some heavier downpours within those that did have a little bit of thunder and lightning on them. So uh, uh, and ironically, though, we could see the same situation as we go into Wednesday with a a frontal system pushing through the area where we'll see a decent amount of rain and the chance for some lightning with some uh, blustery conditions.
0: And it's not unheard of for us to have thunderstorm events. This late in the fall, typically it doesn't come with too much of a severe threat. Always watch that, of course. um, With these uh, quick-moving systems coming through, a little bit of wind shear, you can get a quick spin-up thunderstorm in that low-end severe threat. But coming out of November, typically a dry month for us here in Del Marva. December as well. I'm looking at the averages here. We usually about three and uh, three and three quarters of an inch of rain, three point seven zero to be exact, for the average in the Salisbury area of Del Marva, and it's pretty uniform across the peninsula. But uh, that's the expected rainfall totals, or at least average for December. Looking at the eight to, to fourteen-day average going into the month, early part of the month, December, uh, we're looking at slightly above average precipitation.
1: Yeah, slightly above average, and uh, you know, for here on Del Marvin, that's actually a good chunk of the country is expected to see you know at least uh, above average precipitation. Really, the entire country is really looking at the lower 48 really expected to see above average so that's you know so that's some good news for areas that are you know are even battling the drought so that's a uh, you know good news for those areas so we'll see how if those trends really continue um, across the US but definitely here on Del Mar was slightly above average a little bit more above average over the Ohio Valley and into parts of the Tennessee Valley over towards the Ozarks but overall majority of the country expected to see a little more green here
0: and typically Uh, In most cases when you're talking about above average precipitation that also comes this time of the year with above average temperatures, usually a warmer air or warmer column of air above you can hold more water so you get more precipitation in some of the big storm systems that come through. So they kind of go hand in hand and we're looking at the 8 to 14 day temperature outlook and that's what we expect slightly above average temperatures going forward for the mid Atlantic. And I I know uh, for those listening at home can't see the map here, but we're looking at um, a kind of a bullseye of well above average temperatures the further south you go toward Florida. And that's counteracted by well below normal temperatures in the uh, Pacific Northwest and also the upper Midwest uh, as the temperature swing definitely gets a lot colder as you go out to the west. But with us here, at least in the mid-Atlantic, slightly above precipitation correlating with the slightly above temperatures uh, going into the first part of December.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, like Rich mentioned, you know, the fact that, you know, we have the potential to see more rain. And actually, this is, you know, good news because I know we've had a couple of Novembers where we've um, I'm trying to remember if it was last year, the year or the November before that, where it was one of our driest ones where we got less than an inch of rain. So the fact that this November we're going to end with uh, over three inches of rain, that's really good news. And the fact that that's, uh, you know, that's really limiting our drought situation. We're still dealing with a bit of a drought over parts of Accomac County, which is, just a moderate drought but at least the fact that we're dealing with that chance for above precipit- above average precipitation hopefully that will continue to limit down um, that potential for any drought here
0: yeah it's uh, good to see that going into another dry month comparative to the rest of the months here um yeah. what we experience usually in Del Marva. and coming out of a dry end of the summer early fall we really chipped away as you're mentioning there at the drought conditions across the areas really Accomack county the far southern tip of Del Marva, that's still technically seeing some drought conditions, um, but that should be again kind of chipped away at with these fast-moving systems that are coming through. They're bringing rain to all of the area. It's not just a hit or miss variety situation. Of mm-hmm. course, there are areas that see a lot more than others, but everybody has been in these past couple systems coming through, uh, beneficiaries of at least some decent rain, and I think that's going to be definitely the case here as we get into the middle part of the week.
1: Yeah, I think the fact that you know we are um, are. Our, our weather pattern is now showing where we'll have occasional days we'll warm up occasional days where days will cool down so we'll definitely going to see the cold fronts uh, you know push through and that's definitely going to bring the, the chance for you know a more of a widespread rain across the area it's looking like so that's definitely going to be a, a welcoming factor with the fact that we are dealing with enough of a temperature swing over the 7 to 10 or even 14 day uh, period so
0: and hey, there you go and, you know, just even to look out a little further here, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Big question. And even here in Del Marva, there is that slight chance, that slight chance we could get a white Christmas each year. Um, the percentage chances are there, I should say, because uh, it could happen. Likely will not happen. And especially as we're taking a look at this 8 to 14 day temperature trend and a few other things that are going on, like the uh, La Nina phase um, with uh, the waters of the Pacific that can affect the jet stream patterns that – Typically, when we're in a La Nina, it usually means slightly above normal temperatures, yeah. not even slightly, but it could be well above normal temperatures, but also just in general means less chance for snow here across the area. And a white Christmas, to talk about in Delmarva, the mid-Atlantic in general, it's not to say it doesn't snow in December, obviously, but that's a little early yeah. to be even talking about accumulating snows.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been here long enough that I've noticed that most of our snow tends to be more into January. So the chances of December snowfall are are usually pretty low. Um, You know, never say never, but, you know, definitely it it just favors more a a January setup. And like you said, you know, the fact that we're in La Nina, uh, even though ironically the last two winters we have been, last winter we, you know, we were above average in snowfall and the winter before we were, uh, you know, we, We were slightly below average, but definitely better than when we were back in 2019 and 2020, where we only got half an inch of snow. So, uh, you know, definitely, you know, we're only entering the winter, so uh, we'll see exactly what happens, you know.
0: And looking ahead, and I even see the map that you pulled up there with the temperature spread going out three and four weeks that takes us toward the end of December. Kind of an average scenario for the Mid-Atlantic for expected high and low temperatures. We're painting with a broad brush, obviously, when we go that far out, so it doesn't take into account... The potential for you know um, small-scale events or like a, a day where we were colder than normal and happen to have precipitation around um, but the idea here is if we're talking near normal temperatures both during the day at night averages going into the end of the month for Del delmarva salisbury specifically our highs are in the mid 40s average wise and uh, low temperatures at night below freezing we typically average the upper 20s but that's just um, your typical outlook going into the end of december so that considering the fact that that would usually lend itself to more of a cold rain than anything across the area we would need obviously a pretty decent arctic cold snap to bring us in not only cold enough temperatures for snow but more importantly cold enough air that's in place so that when a storm system moves in it's still cold enough for snow and with people you know um, try to understand with the temperature situation it's one thing that you know we could say it's cold enough for snow but when you ever you have an area of low pressure moving in, it's typically bringing in warmer air ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're cold enough for snow initially, when the storm system arrives, we typically warm up. It's too warm for snow. Maybe on the backside of the system when the precipitation moving away, we get in some cold air again that can be cold enough for snow. At that point, the precipitation's uh, gone. No, so,
1: I, I feel like a lot of it is just like you're saying, it's just the timing of it. And, and it's just uh, you know the position of even where the low is and just the cold air with the interaction of the moisture So it's just a a lot of factors really is, uh, you know, it makes it tricky when it comes to snow, because like you said, we will either, you know, have the potential for snow, but then change over to rain, but we might also have the potential where we may see a little bit of snow on the back end, but it it just depends. Or, we know, we see all snow altogether or all rain altogether, or even just, you know, or maybe even a nice storm, but, uh, It just really depends on the luck of the draw and how everything just plays out when it comes to moisture, the low pressure, a lot of variables in play.
0: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. A lot of variables in play. Sometimes it does come down to luck. Uh, Essentially, you can have an above normal temperature spread, but you have that one or two day period where you just happen to have a lot of cold air in place. All the variables line up and you do get some snow. We saw that, obviously, last winter with the big snows across the area. In January, yeah. But uh, to say that, climatologically speaking, Christmas is still a little early for that. But never say never. I mean, we're still several weeks out at this point, so yeah.
1: It's only a it's only a three percent chance. Three uh, percent, okay. Three percent chance uh, <laughs> climatologically on Christmas Day for snowfall. So okay.
0: Um, well, it's not zero for you snow lovers out there. It's not zero, so <laughs> we're saying there is a chance, very small chance. But uh, speaking of snow lovers, it's worth pointing out here we. Should do a quick recap on that historic, and yeah, that word is appropriate, historic lake effect snow event Mm -hmm. that came with the blast of cold air that we experienced here in Delmarva, but it was part of the same overall Arctic blast that brought lake effect snows to western New York specifically where they were measuring the snow in feet, which is typical during big lake effect snow events. But I think for the timing of this, this lake effect snow being in November, this is early in the season for them to have their several foot snow events in places like buffalo new york but even that said with that said the total amounts were still astronomical uh hamburg new york i believe had over 80 inches of snow um orchard park which is where the buffalo bills play football that that's where their stadium is in, in the southern suburbs of buffalo they picked up i believe uh through that event 77 inches or more mm-hmm. uh, i know they were still you know uh getting the final data in uh several days after the event but six and a half feet of snow essentially yeah the area that's that's insane
1: <laughs> no yeah i mean that's taller than uh you know most of us so that's right. the fact that <laughs> the fact that you know uh i could be buried in that snow and you'd be like hey where am i but yeah it's crazy it's just uh it's crazy and i know like people took pictures of the stadium and the fact that the entire stadium was, you know, covered in snow. It was just the, the seats and everything like the game was just unplayable. That's the reason why the NFL uh, decided that they had they were going to play at Detroit at Ford Field. And then the fact that they also had the Thanksgiving game in Detroit kind of just was kind of like a bonus for them. The fact that they actually won two straight games
0: at that stadium well, became their secondary home Two yes. games in a row in Detroit. Um, and I know the Bills fans, the Bills Mafia travels well. So I know that game that they played uh, that they had to move from Buffalo to Detroit. I guess it was against the Browns. Um, the Bills fans travel well for that. They sold those tickets real quick for that game. Um, so it was like being, you know, being at home. It's indoors. They were nice to be able to play in climate controlled weather, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people, it, it was shocking to see the pictures of Orchard Park, but still under, have to understand this is not like Lambeau Field where they're, you can get out there with the, the leaf blowers and, you know, the, the community could come out you know, and help with the shovels and get all the snow off the stands and, you know, get the stadium ready for the game. This was just such a monumental snow event. The type of snow rate, several inches of snow per hour, can't keep up with that. Um, It's essentially what it's like being in a thunderstorm just if it was equivalent of snow. And they had a lot of thunder and lightning with this snow too. Lightning strikes that were caught on camera, kind of uh, um, an incredible event that was going on there. But um, it was a, a great call that they were able to move that game because not only was the snow event crippling to the area, but it was the aftermath just trying to get this cleaned up. But it is amazing to see, though, if you look at the Buffalo area, the metro area, the northern suburbs during this event, um, about three, three and a half inches of snow total. And the southern suburbs, again, where Orchard Park, where the stadium is, uh, picking up about six and a half feet of snow. And it's all about Lake Fetch. It's just basically the direction of the wind over top of the lake, the relatively warmer lake waters. And that Fetch set up across the entire span, essentially, of Lake Erie. Um, and just dump that snow in Southern Buffalo Metro.
1: No, yeah, like you said, it, you know, lake effect snow. Like uh, I know I talked about it on a weather tidbits, and you know, the, and even though know, I experienced it myself living living in Michigan, it's just the wind just plays a crucial role because, like you said, like you go from an area that went you know less than a foot of snow, or even less than a half a foot, and then going to an area that had seven feet, and you just travel a couple miles, and that's just it's amazing the power of lake effect snow is just how it's almost uh, it's kind of similar to how a sea breeze plays out um, you know when we have to deal it in the summer like here on Delmarva or even in Florida where you know the fact that you know a certain area just a really small area small fetch will just deal with a heavy heavy downpour maybe get a couple inches of rain but if you just go maybe five ten fifteen miles away it's completely sunny and it's like it never happened and that's pretty much exactly kind of what happened and the thing is like you said, these were persistent snow bands that occurred for days on out, but enough to the point where it was just astronomical, the difference, if you just travel from one point to the other, and you don't have to go too far. Maybe within 20 miles, you can see that decrease or increase in snowfall.
0: And I think it was looking at the uh, straight line on the map of, uh, you know, mile difference between that northern suburb and southern suburb uh, that picked up, you know, the 3.5 to inches to six and a half feet spread. And I think that was over a 17 to 18 mile stretch. That was yeah, it. So. so that's just amazing to see it, but it it's like we talked about, it's like thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the summer, as you were saying, you can get a few inches of rain from a big storm locally and you go a few miles away. There really wasn't too much rain. Same idea with the lake effect snow. Yeah. Um, so just amazing to see that. Thankfully for them, it is done. Yeah. And um, they're still digging out. I'm still seeing pictures on the internet <laughs> of um, just mammoth snow piles in parking lots and areas around the Buffalo metro area. But, uh, you know, if anybody's used to it, it's them. No, and yeah, yeah. Uh, digging out is their thing after these type of events. But and,
1: and then also, the other thing you got to consider is that because it was early in the season, this was also, what was maybe even crippling was also the fact that you were dealing with wet snow temperatures right around freezing so the fact that this was a snow where also we were hearing like how um, the fact that the snow rates were falling too fast to keep up, but there was also concerns that the snow was piling up on people's houses and that was gonna eventually fall on uh, through the roofs because this is a wet snow. Wet snow is really heavy snow, a lot of water content. Um, you know, if it was just a bit colder, the snow would be about a little more tolerable because of the fact that it would be a lighter snow fluffier snow and you'll be able to get rid of it a lot quicker but the fact that this was a wet snow is really what made it paralyzing um, all around because it's just so heavy just to shovel off and everything
0: um, all across the area yeah you bring up a really good point with that later in the season later into the winter when the air is that much colder it's a drier snow not to say that still six and a half feet, feet of snow is easy to deal with but much easier to deal with compared to the thick, wet snow that they dealt with um, during this lake effect snow event. So um, amazing to see that happen. Thankfully, that, as I said, is over for them. But it's also it's an indicator. We look to events like that to see what type of uh, situation we're getting here as far as temperatures. It takes an Arctic outbreak to cause that. We're not foreseeing that. As we talked about the temperature situation going into December just slightly above average temperatures here across the Mid-Atlantic. There really is no tapping into that Arctic air. Uh, at least into middle December, it looks like at this point. So uh, that's where we're headed here. So we've got uh, more in the way of mild air and rain to track across Delmarva. And uh, we're going to keep an eye on that and talk a little more about that. I'm sure we'll have uh, a few instances to talk about next time we get together here with the podcast next Wednesday. But uh, I think we'll wrap it up here for this week. For myself and meteorologist Ulysses Garcia, this is another edition of WeatherWise for the meteorologist here at 47 c WMDT. We'll talk to you next Wednesday.